Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Media. Ah! I have slain the god of Abraham and cast his ruin upon the mountainside, and now I am the Lord and Savior of all podcasting. Robert Evans, this is It Could Happen Here, a podcast about things falling apart um, and about my slow descent uh, into uh theistic narcissism um here with me today garrison davis and mia wong how are you guys doing great he wasn't like this like 15 minutes ago there's been a rapid radicalization process yeah speaking uh, speaking of rapid (laughs) radicalization i downed a bottle of this alive ancient mushroom elixir and it has has overpowered me it's It's brought on delusions of grandeur Yeah. Not a sponsor, uh, too. Free, free, free advertising, free advertising. here. <laughs> but if they want to pay us, I will probably stop claiming to have slain the God of Abraham. Um, this is This Week in Terrorism, uh, a a show title we've never used before and may never use again. But we wanted to. <laughs> oh, we're also, probably going to have to use it again. <laughs> none of the terrorism we're talking about has occurred this week. It all occurred in previous <laughs> weeks. We were out last week. We wanted to talk about some of our recent terrorism uh, attacks um, <sighs> to discuss kind of what we're seeing in radicalization of the people who are carrying out usually shootings, but not exclusively. We're actually going to start with a hammer attack. Um, yeah, what, what we're seeing out there. because Very British stuff. style, actually, <laughs> yeah, for an American su- attack. Super yeah. English. Well, I, th- I think we're ending yeah. on a stabbing, too. And so. We're ending on a stabbing. Most of these are not shootings. I'm a liar. Um, it's the <laughs> mushroom juice. But yeah, we're going to start by talking about the attack on Paul Pelosi, who is, of course, Nancy Pelosi's fuck buddy. Some people call him a husband. Um, I think that's an archaic term. 
Um, but yeah, he got assaulted in his house by this guy, Brian DePayup. Um, this was like a year or so ago. Um, and he just recently got convicted uh, of, of a bunch of stuff. He's going to be going to forever prison. Um, but we're going to talk about that attack. Um, essentially, I wanted to start with kind of a little bit of audio of the attack itself. This is from police body camera. And basically what happened is this guy, Brian, broke into the Pelosi's backyard, which was not guarded. Uh, Nancy was away from the house. She had their security detail. Capitol Police does not protect spouses and family members of uh, Congress people. And he used a hammer in one of the two very large bags he brought with him to bust into the house and then had a conversation with Paul Pelosi that he insists was very polite until the police showed up, at which point he started bashing him in the skull with a hammer. And we're going to get into more of what happened, but I wanted to uh, I want to start by uh, playing that audio. This is right at the point that the police opened the door. Uh, how you doing? What's going on, man? <laughs> That's the guy. What? Drop the hammer. <laughs> what is going on? And so what is actually happening in the video is this guy, um, Brian, oh, who is whole, like, he's got a big, very large hammer in his hands. And like, there's a very mild struggle going on for it. Pelosi has one hand on the hammer, which is a reasonable thing to want to do in this situation. And the guy just looks kind of stunned. And the police show up and they're like, yeah, man, drop the hammer. And he says no. And they, to be fair to the police, pretty reasonably take a step towards him. And he pulls the hammer away from Paul and hits him in the head several times. The police tackle Ooh. him off. Paul got hit hurt very badly. This is a pretty ugly attempt. I mean, yeah. He's an old man. He got hit in the head with a hammer several times by a much younger man. Pretty, pretty ugly. One of the things that becomes clear if you watch the earlier footage of this guy in their backyard because they have a security camera. And if you watch this footage is that like this is not a guy who had a super clear plan about what he was going to do. This is a guy who was kind of flying by the seat of his pants. And when the police came in kind of irrationally, like based on his existing plans, decided to swing at him. And and when he was in court, like some of the things to Pape said were were very uh interesting. Um he 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 basically like, you know, he busts into their backyard. Paul Pelosi in his pajamas like confronts him when he hears it. And DePap asks, Are you Paul Pelosi? Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? And DePap uh, Pelosi's like, she's not home. She's gonna be gone for several days. And DePap started threatening to tie Pelosi up. He does this like 10 times. Um, eventually, Paul's able to get away briefly to go to the bathroom where he has a cell phone and he calls the police. Um, and like while he's on the phone with the dispatcher, you can hear DePap like telling him to hang up. Um, you know, the police get there and he attacks him. Um, the first thing that happens in the wake of this, this is obviously big news. And the entirety of right wing media basically decided that this was Paul Pelosi's lover. And yeah, that this was I, I was right under on. the impression from reputable sources that this <laughs> yes. was Musk. This this yes. was Paul's gay lover is what yes. I was told. That immediately comes out. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene spreads this. Tucker Carlson spreads this. Elon Musk spreads this. Uh, Representative Carla Tenney spreads this again because this is very clearly a right wing attack motivated by right wing media. Yeah. On an elected leader. Pretty brutal attack. Not on an elected leader. Sorry. On the husband of an elected leader. Right. Um, and I I wanted to quote really quickly from a, an MSN write up on this that talks about, like, why DePap says he did this. 
DePap explained that he broke into the Pelosi home in order to lure University of Michigan anthropology and women's study professor Gail Rubin to their house. Rubin's research, according to her professional bio, focuses on LGBTQ studies, gay and lesbian ethnography, sexual populations, and geographies, sexology, and feminist theory. She is known for her 1984 essay, Thinking Sex, which is considered a founding text of queer theory. Paul was never a target, DePap said in court, explaining that he was only using the Pelosi's to get to my other targets, and that he felt really bad for Paul Pelosi. He explained that he spent six hours a day watching political commentary on YouTube before he was arrested, where he learned that everything was a lie coming from the press. He listed off common right-wing grievances, according to NBC News, to explain why he broke into the home. He claims to have heard about Gail Rubin from anti-LGBTQ activist James Lindsay, who is the same person who claims to have popularized the groomer's slur against LGBTQ people. DePap said that he regularly listened to Lindsay's podcast. The takeaway I got is that she wants to turn our schools into pedophile molestation factories, DePap said. Yeah. So one of the things that's really interesting to me is that guess, this guy's in the home of one of the most powerful people yeah. in the entire country who is worth $100 million or more, so also extremely wealthy person, but she's not his target. His target yeah. is this woman's studies professor who James Lindsay has convinced him is trying to molest all of the kids in America, right? This is, again, this is all entirely stochastic terrorism. This is the fault. James Lindsay wanted stuff like this to happen. That's why he does what he does. This is on him, and it's a very clear example. This is, a, if you go into this dude's backstory, he was not always like this. He used to be, I think, a pro-nudity activist, but like was a, not a guy who was like wildly conservative. And then the pandemic hits and he's spending all day playing video games alone, increasingly isolated. And he starts going down these YouTube and podcast, primarily listening to these right wing podcasters. Lindsay's one of them. He's also a huge Tim Pool listener who is this super right wing guy who believes that like we're already in a shooting civil war with the left. And yeah, these are all big groomer guys. These are all women's studies professors are the most dangerous people in the country. And this is a vulnerable dude who the pandemic isolated from what social networks he had had. And he just kind of completely loses his shit. Um, it's a very clear radicalization path. And it's a big bummer because this is a deeply mentally unwell man who was taken advantage of by a right-wing media ecosystem that exists to churn exactly this kind of guy towards violence against their ideological opponents. Now, it is certainly yeah. interesting. This is this attack was more deeply weird than what we all initially thought. You're like, oh, like someone was trying to kill Pelosi, right? It's like I'm not the, surprised someone would try to do that. I'm not yeah. saying it's just. I'm not like saying because yeah. fucker. I'm saying that like I'm not surprised. She's incredibly powerful. Of course, people want to kill her. Yeah, that's just like, the way it is. Yeah, we we, we all saw what happened on January sixth. Like, come on, guys. Yes, um, it's, but like this is normal politics. Yes, but like the idea that you're like holding holding Pelosi as a hostage to get like a gender theory women's studies professor is just so much more like like highlighting yeah. the type of american brain rot that is just totally taking over large swaths yeah. of the media of uh, of the media ecosystem at this point yeah i think one of my favorite details from this is that if you go into like his court case why he chose to attack the home of again nancy pelosi super wealthy, powerful person with a security detail is because he believed this Gail Rubin, this professor, 
lived in a fortress <laughs> that he could not break into. Yeah. That this women's studies professor lives in an underground bunker. Yeah. It was, it was easier to get to the speaker of the house's <laughs> home than it is a, a woman's studies professor's house. I think it's interesting, too, that it was it's specifically James Lindsay, who I don't know. Have we talked about him really on the show? I'm well, sure. I'm, I'm sure in passing. We, but we had a big yeah. Twitter fight with him earlier this year. I yeah. I, I, I've had I've, I've had, had multiple several. big Twitter yeah. fights with James Lindsay. He, yeah, my you know, so he, he's an interesting kind. He's like kind of like a proto Chris Rufo, like sure, in a lot of sure, ways. Yeah. But but he's interesting because he's one of these people who makes a very classic mistake in in when you're trying to become a media person, which is that he tries to do theory bullshit. Yes. And it's on it's it's nonsense. Yeah, like he I, like it's it's you know but but his thing is he's trying to derive basically like effectively what he's trying to do is derive a theoretical basis for the whole like Judeo-Bolshevik conspiracy which he he was one of the big sort of cultural marxism people. Yeah, well um, he he is he is and, probably most known for uh propagating the critical race theory kind of debacle that happened yeah. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That that was mostly uh, spearheaded by this guy James Lindsay. Yeah, um, and he's he's trying to he's tr- like his project his, his intellectual project is he's trying to trace this line from Hegel through Marx through Gramsci through Mao through the Frankfurt School through uh, the sixties radicals and and it's 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 interesting though because what he's doing is he's 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 a, he's part of this really systemic attempt to completely and we saw this 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 the result of this is this Paul Pelosi attack. It's to completely obscure the actual power relations of American society to the point where, yeah, the thing we've been talking about happens where because this person thinks that this Marxist conspiracy from gender studies professors is actually the thing that controls the U.S. He is like kidnapping one of like the husband of one of the most powerful people in the United States because he thinks that to, as a way to get to a gender studies professor. It's it's this it's this interesting, I think, like. I don't know. It's, I think it's this interesting demonstration of... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye guy and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Me. 
Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th how of how right-wing ideology is specifically designed to act to like conceal the actual power relations of society and then blame like queer yeah. people for it and it's like it, no it also, it's, it's, it's the if same I'm not thing mistaken with, Lindsay comes out of academia too right he's like this yes. professor at a in Washington yeah but he's like a like, he's like a yeah. math professor or something he's like, yes. like no no so he's like a and, and basically a staff professor the the gist of what why what happens is he realizes you're never going to get rich being a math professor so, but if you become a right wing thought leader, you know, there's money in that. So he makes these series of bullshit claims about how he's being oppressed by fucking evil progressive fascism. And yeah, um, this is why also all of his grievances are so focused around academics is because he still has academia brainworms where everything yeah. that matters is like what this handful of, of upper middle class professors at fancy Ivy League schools argue about. He he also believes that queer people are engaging in a form yes. of ancient hermetic magic, which yeah. is he ruining sure the does. world. Which is now that part's funny. true, Garrison. If I know yeah. you at all, that part's true. Like that's this, that's accurate. It's, 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 it's so funny that he got there because like like when, when I was arguing with him, he was trying to argue that Mao had read this Gramsci, who's this Italian Marxist theorist, mm-hmm. who he demonstrably cannot have read because Gramsci's prison notebooks don't come out until like aren't translated in Chinese until after Mao dies. So it's like it's it's physically impossible for him to have done this. But it's funny because like he's gone from that to like the queer hermetic like. Yes. Yes. Conspiracy to destroy the. Oh. Yeah. Who do we want to talk about next? Because I have I have I have my Dayton shooter and I, I know we, we we have we we have a list of guys. Yeah, let's do let's let's do let's do Dayton shooter and then close out with the two anti-Palestinian. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm not I don't know shit about this. So Dayton me up, motherfuckers. So a, f- a few days before Thanksgiving. Wait, hold on. We should we should Turkey take a day before we. Date oh, me. yeah. Speaking of Thanksgiving, you know what I'm thankful for? The fact that we're supported by advertisers. And we're back. Okay, let's talk about this fucking Dayton shooting. A few days before Thanksgiving, uh, someone walked into a Walmart in Beaver Creek, Ohio, um, with a, I believe it was a it was a high point forty five caliber carbine with a nine. Oh wow, magazine. a high point. Okay, yeah, yeah. He shot four people before eventually dying of a self inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, victims were transferred to the hospital. It looks like nobody actually died besides the shooter. So hey, that's a win. Great, great job, uh, uh. medical me- medical teams. But yeah. uh, upon looking into this this guy's home, it's very, very kind of standard stuff. Uh, ever since 2016, we have Nazi flags, we have Nazi books. Uh-huh. Um, he he's he went to a Christian online school. He was 20 years old. He wow. spent almost yeah. all of his time at home on the uh, on the internet. Um, he, he did not believe the Holocaust was real. He had been to the hospital before for mental health evaluations. 
Uh, the FBI re referred to his beliefs as a, quote, loosely organized movement of individuals and groups that espouse some combination of racist, anti-Semitic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, misogynistic, and homophobic ideology, which is a very, very broad, broad way of saying, yeah, he was like a far right nut job. He was yeah. very, very, very typical kind of Nazi guy. He had two swastika flags. Um, now, because he died, uh, it's it's worse. People are still putting together like what exactly led to him to like do this this specific act because um, they, they can't like talk to him. Um, but yeah, it was a very, very typical so sort of thing of this guy deciding to go into a Walmart and do a shooting. This is something that other Nazi accelerationists have done before. It's something yep. that will probably keep happening. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, for sure. It's 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 not like a big story. It's it's just another thing that's happened but it is yeah. weird the sort of like normalization of it of like yeah. oh yeah nazi the, did a walmart shooting again isn't actually a story anymore it's just like no it's just it's just another tuesday um no and this is like what the right wants by the way is that like when they do these mass shootings it does not make the news and whenever they can blame a shooting on a, a queer or a trans person they try to keep it, make it be the only thing anyone talks about, right? Like this is this is part of the plan, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's a bummer that it's it's worked just because like it, it's impossible to stay at an equal level of anger every time this happens. It's so common, you know? Like you just can't, you can't continue existing and and have the same reaction to these that you had in 2019. Yeah, so I mean, like, that, I, I don't have much else on this because it's yeah. it's just it's this guy who played video games alone for most of his life, went to a Christian online homeschool, never really interacted with the public, is so, so, was almost solely existed within yeah. this this like media ecosystem online, um, which pushed him towards buying a book on the history of the SS and buying yeah. multiple Nazi flags and not thinking the Holocaust is real. Yeah. And this this is the inevitable result of this sort of thing. Um, so I guess, do we want to segue to, uh, Vermont for our, yeah. our next, next, like so, something happened, I think less than a week later. Um, it, it sure did. But first Garrison, speaking of segues, did you realize that the guy who bought the Segway company died in a Segway crash in Scotland? Yeah. His Segway drove him off of yeah, a cliff. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he sure did, Garrison. <laughs> he sure did. You know, this is this is why I think there is a little bit of magic that is real because every yeah. once in a while the funniest thing happens. Oh man, what a what a stupid product segways. Um I remember when those first came out and people were like, This is the future of transportation. Yeah. And then everyone who was not completely brain dead was like, Of course they're not. Look at how dumb those things look. Nobody's gonna want to drive these. I mean, if I was a self-educated finance guy. Um, I'm sure I would be able to, 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 yeah. to estimate the life yeah. cycle of, of, yeah. of the Segway. You're not going to make it if you, if you just walk like a peasant, <laughs> you got to get a one wheel that explodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny to me too. Cause it's like, like I, I think that I like, I genuinely think is a real kind of shift in, in, in our modes of transportation is that people really did start using electric bikes more. And that has a lot yeah, to do with those like are delivery great. and stuff. Yeah. They but it's like, a huge no, amount we've got the like Segway. <laughs> Yeah. Instead, like <laughs> no, it's like yeah, we don't need you don't need to fuck with the 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 form factor. People are are f happy using bikes. They're just too slow, and sometimes too too much effort is required. So you make that easier, and then people don't drive as fucking much. Great idea. Speaking of a bad idea, 
let's talk about the this other mass shooter in Vermont from from last week. This actually happened on Thanksgiving Day. Um, so this guy, I think it was on Thanksgiving Day. Um, it, it may have been like a day or two later. Oh, it was Saturday night. So that would have yeah, been, the, yeah, yeah, that would have been like the day or two after, two, two days after Thanksgiving. So two days after Thanksgiving, you know, you've got these three 20-year-old Palestinian men um, who are in town visiting family. You know, they're doing, I think they go over and do, they do a Thanksgiving dinner with some friends. They're over another I think people's. Yeah, yeah. The, the specific thing they were leaving was it was they 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 yes, they, they went is... to a, an eight year old's birthday party. Yes. Um. And, yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. They're with um one of them's uncle who lives in Burlington, and these kids are all students at different northeast. I think all northeast colleges. Uh, one's from Brown University. One's from Haverford. One is from uh, Trinity College. Um, two of them are citizens, and the other is I think naturalized. Um, or at least a permanent resident. And at some point after, you know, they're they're hanging out at this event, family event, they're like, let's go on a walk. You know, it's a nice night. Let's uh, let's have us a, a walk around. And they're they're walking around. They're near an apartment building. And this 48 year old man named Jason J. Eaton steps off his porch, pulls out a gun and apparently without saying anything, fires at least four shots uh, at these three young men. Two of them are shot in their torso. A third is shot in the lower extremities. They are all alive still. They're all expected to live. I think one of them was more seriously injured than the others, but they're all like going to survive, thankfully. Um, and then Eaton flees on foot. Um, I think like the next day, the police catch up with him. He used a 380 pistol, if that matters to you, which is a fairly small uh, handgun, um, which probably explains why everybody survived. And yeah, uh, so... That's the extent of like what physically happened on the day. Again, Eaton doesn't say anything before he starts shooting. There's no evidence that he knew these guys. They are apparently speaking in a mixture of Arabic and English as they walk by, which and also at least I think two of them were wearing um, like Palestinian color sort of shamags uh, or kefias. I don't think that I don't know if that's like like not like the colors of the Palestinian flag, but like the color palette that are, is used in that specific. It's the, it's like the white and black uh, yeah. scarves. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Eaton was a finance broker and advisor kind of yeah. part time. I don't know how much money he actually made from it. But he's, yeah. He's, he was like working on a farm part time. Yeah. He was employed at Edward Jones a few years ago. He's yeah. kind of, uh, yeah, he's this, this libertarian finance bro. Yeah. And so, yeah, people found his social pretty quickly. There's like an archived Twitter, which is really standard, uh, standard libertarian stuff. He talks yeah. about like um, he complains about the Fed an awful lot. Uh, he quotes Elon Musk a number of times. He seems to be a fan of him, but he's also a huge fan of Bernie Sanders and describes yeah, him as like the only he's... good man in politics, pretty much. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of like it's kind of like the Joe Rogan libertarian mm -hmm. of like right, right, yes, very much so. Mm -hmm. You 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 like Bernie because he's like he like cares about like the people. He's not yeah. like in, he's not like falling for like the big finance corporation yeah. stuff. Blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like it's this old sort of like the oh my god, why have I forgotten his name? Uh, the the libertarian guy from the two thousands and early twenty tens. Uh, yeah, Paul the guy Grant, who no, the other guy. wore the Riddler suits. <laughs> no, I the he was a congressman. Uh, okay. uh, the, he was like he was like one one of the factions in Occupy was like the, these weird libertarians, and it's like this seems like it's like the ideological descendants of those people who didn't turn into like neo confederate 
like yeah people and it's in his old archived Twitter account, he describes himself like his profile describes him as radical citizen patrolling democracy, which he spells with a K and capitalism for Oath Keepers. Uh, well, Oath Creepers. Uh, I don't know entirely what all of that means. Um, and then uh, hashtag wild type with the uh, the little atomic symbol, which I, I guess means he likes science. Um, he describes himself as a dad and a part time farmer. Uh, a reformed, yes, yeah, stockbroker. Um, and his archived account includes a link to his Substack, uh, which is RDKL Radical. Um, he describes it as, yeah, wand- wandering ramblings of a reformed broker on the ADHD ASD spectrum. He's claiming at least to have ADHD and autism. Um, it's uh, He's deleted by the time we got to them, everyone got to them, most of the posts on his Substack. Um, the only thing on there is a really extensive post where he's like talking about how <laughs> yeah. how restaurants can keep dishwashers employed. He seems to have worked as one and be angry that they're not always paid fair wage commensurate to back of the line st- or the front of the line staff, I guess, which is like yeah. not unreasonable, but an odd thing for him to be so focused on. Um, no, he, he's... Ma- yeah. He, he, he has a really enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Interesting online footprint. Um, yes. At least in, like everything like pre-pandemic is like. Yeah. He's like this regular libertarian finance guy. Like there's no like there's nothing too concerning. He's like or he's, hateful. He's, yeah. He's like retweeting like the Libertarian Party of Tennessee saying that they like Bernie Sanders. And like he's yeah. he he has like this podcast where he talks about penny stocks. And it's like yeah. it's 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 a lot of like you see a lots of these types of guy around and most of them are just yeah. like 
guys in their 40s because that's what he is he's he was just like a libertarian guy in his 40s who lived in vermont so like yeah so you know as you kind of stated garrison he's pretty normal up until um he gets like COVID hits and that seems to be what pushes him over the limit. I want to I want to read a quote from Vice News uh, here, who's done a lengthy breakdown of his social media presence. One post from March 2022 titled Thought Crime is an anti-vax screed that labels COVID-19 as a government conspiracy. The scale and scope of this operation was next level, he wrote. He also shared other anti-vax sentiments on his LinkedIn and wrote last year that he'd started deleting or unpublishing certain posts because my ideas make some people not want to hire me. He also has an Instagram account, which is largely largely dedicated to sharing images from his farm. Only one post hints at any ideological or political outlook, which is a screenshot from the Urban Dictionary definition of America with a K, a word used to describe the worst sense of the United States, i.e. imperialism, corruption, and the global exportation of American culture. His Instagram links to another blog, which has the same name as his substack and contains rambling podcasts about the financial system. He's uploaded documentation of his various qualifications over the years. One document indicates that he was a Boy Scout leader between at least 2017 and 2020. Um, don't worry, everyone. The Boy Scouts are not letting this guy continue to be an adult leader. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it, the the homepage of his of his website just reads uh, together. No king. Um, yeah. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that looks like it's been deleted. Um, a lot of like weird financial advice under the under the name of radical citizen spelled all stupid. Yeah. Um, but no, like I, 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 I found his YouTube pretty quick. I found his LinkedIn pretty quick. There's a lot of like vax. It's his, his, his YouTube starts with a lot of like vaccine hesitancy stuff. Yeah. Um, and then on his LinkedIn, he moves into like full, full, like weird, like COVID conspiracies, vaccine, uh, denial, um, vaccine conspiracy theories. And I, I will say I've, I've never seen a shooter post like this on LinkedIn before. Yeah, that is, that's an interesting it's a one. It's really yeah. unique. It's it's a really unique thing. Like so you'll find stuff like this on like Reddit, you'll find stuff like this on Twitter, but having having a shooter share this types of conspiratorial uh content on LinkedIn and then talk about how he has to delete some because he's not getting hired because LinkedIn's a place to help you get hired. Like that's like it's 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 a really weird platform. Yes. Um, this could just be his like libertarianness showing, and like they they use they use LinkedIn because it's like for like business and finance. Um, but it is certainly weird, like the way he was using it is is unlike most most uh, like uh, uh, either like like COVID COVID conspiracy shooters, vaccine shooters, um, or whatever his motivation was for this for targeting three Palestinian people. Um, it's 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 certainly uh, certainly a unique facet of of this incident. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, in some ways, this is a pretty standard case in that, like, not the specific things that this guy is starting point, but just the fact that this is a guy who's clearly open to some level of of right wing politics and thought influencers. And it seems as if COVID-19 drove him off a wall ideologically. Yeah, and I mean, it it wouldn't surprise me if this winds up being a very you know if, if we wind up finding out that his specific motivation for this anti-palestinian racism because yeah well yeah we, uh, he, we don't he also, like, it probably is he, but his mom describes him as a christian who takes yeah. his spirituality very seriously she said that he thought the whole state of the world was kind of like a, a big mess right now like everything yeah. everything spiritually is kind of falling apart is is what his mom said 
because he 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 was he was at Thanksgiving dinner with his family like yeah. two nights b- before this happened. Um, yeah, they said he seemed to act be acting like like his usual self. Not not saying yeah. like you know, not saying that he was acting good, but like he was acting normal for him. Um, yeah, but no, he he certainly had some some degree of religious affiliation. He talked about using his religious status uh, as to to get like vaccine exemptions for his kids. Um, mm. So there's stuff stuff like that 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 that, that does tie to his religious background, um, which which could certainly c- contribute to to uh, anti-Palestinian violence. Yeah, um, and. I don't know if I had to assume kind of how this went down without more evidence. My guess would be he was having a bad day, probably, you know, that kind of after the holiday depression. That's not uncommon. He's like listening to or reading some sort of listening to some sort of weird conspiracy podcast or he's just falling down another rabbit hole online. He's gets angrier and angrier and he hears some people talking in Arabic outside, looks out his window, sees a Palestinian kefia and decides I'm going to just start shooting. Um, I don't actually know. Like, I, I don't know what else it could be. He can't have. These people were not like regular walkers in his neighborhood. So this can't have been like he wasn't laying in wait for them. This seems like from, you know, it must have been like a spur of the moment thing. Right. I, I He I waited know. for the ATF to come to his door. He said he said, like, yeah. I've been expecting you or I've been waiting for you or something. And he said, yeah. I, I, I don't want to say anything without a lawyer so like he he, yeah. he had like you know like the libertarian script of like here's what you say if the police are coming to arrest you it's like he, yeah he, he he didn't he didn't like kill himself at the end of this act of violence no. like a lot of other shooters do he was very very like put together weirdly and he's he's lawyered up i guess we'll learn more but yeah no it's 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 certainly interesting i mean i've been scrolling through the past two years of linkedin posts where he posted a lot on like linkedin's like yeah. social platform and it's a Big mix of like, big mix of like financial conspiracy theories, um, and and COVID conspiracy theories and vaccine conspiracy theories. I can certainly see how the way the way like libertarians in general the past three years, past like five years, six years, yeah. uh, may, maybe even since like the Tea Party, realistically, have just yeah. have been getting increasingly aligned with like um, other aspects of the far right where. Uh, it, it contributes to like transphobia, or it contributes to racism, um, z- xenophobia, homophobia. Yeah. Uh, like that, th- that, that is big. That that Venn diagram is slowly becoming more of a circle, and I can certainly see if, if this guy, if this guy obviously was listening to podcasts. If he was making, he was making a financial podcast at some point. Yeah. Um. He like I can totally see if if you're listening to libertarian podcasts, um, you slowly getting all of these other kind of beliefs that have been seeping in to almost the entirety of the libertarian political project. Yeah. Um, if you see like a few years ago, he was like retweeting posts from like the libertarian parties of these various states. And now many of those accounts are just run by Nazis. Like yeah. it is, it is like yeah. it, w- watching how the posting trends of like official libertarian party affiliated accounts have changed the past few years, specifically the New Hampshire account. Um, yeah. Oh is, my God. Is quite, is quite something. Um, yeah, and it's it's not always what you'd think because the the um, the Louisiana Libertarian Party is like super chill, reasonable, anti-racist, you know, yeah. guy. Um, whereas, yeah, the New Hampshire Libertarian Party dude is like just a straight up Nazi. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Good stuff. Should we do our second ad break? Did we already do that? Did we already do it? 
Anyway, Daniel, if we didn't do a second ad break, here's our second ad break. We're back after either our second ad break or that will be edited out because I we already did two. We forgot which. Daniel will figure it out. And you, the listener, will never know if I fucked up. Daniel, keep it in if I fuck up. Yeah, and speaking of speaking of stuff that's fucked up. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the the last thing I want to talk about is this is this is an older This is from like October, right? Yeah, this is from it's October fourteenth, and I think it's specifically this is this is seven days after the sort of Hamas attack that started all of the sort of stuff that's been happening in yeah. Palestine. Yeah, so in Plainfield, which is this kind of yeah, it's it's like a it's a really far suburb of Chicago. Yeah, it's, it's 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 in it's in these things where it's like it's in the kind of I don't know like almost the borderline of is it a suburb? Like it is. It's a place that sucks ass. Yeah, and no offense to anyone living there. We yeah, no, like there, there are good people there, but it. Some of them, I assume, are good people. Yeah. So on on the fourteenth, a seventy-one year old man named Joseph Kuspa, who was the landlord of a Palestinian woman and her son. Um, and you know, okay, so this story, this story just sucks. They had actually so these this family and their landlord had been like pretty close friends. Like the the family had considered him like like a uh, like they considered him like a grandfather. And this guy comes through the door, and the six year old kid runs up to go hug him, and he stabs the kid twenty six times and kills him. Nearly kills his mom. Um, he's screaming like the entire time about like. Yeah, he's screaming, you Muslims have to die. Uh, you're killing our kids in Israel. You Palestinians don't deserve to live. And this is a, I, I think this is a, a kind of, a kind of different kind of shoot of, well, not shoot, a different kind of like killing than the ones we've been talking about, because this is a very sort of like wake of 2001 killing, where you have this enorm- enormous spike in Islamophobia. Very specifically here, you have this incredible spike in in anti-Palestinian racism, and you have this this period, like in, in, especially in the week. I mean, and this is still happening to this day. But in like the week after, in the week after this all started, you could say fucking anything about Palestinians. Uh-huh. You could say you could you could like you could talk about fucking turning the Gaza Strip into glass. Like you could talk about fucking dropping nukes. You could talk about killing every single Palestinian on Earth, and it was and no one fucking said anything, right? Yeah. All of these fucking people, all of these fucking all these fucking journalists said nothing. All like the the president. Like the president only starts talking about Islamophobia after this fucking kid gets stabbed to death. And, you know, and this guy is listening to right wing talk radio, which is why, you know, this is like this is a this is an older like this is a, this is a, a specific kind of killing that like I think is, is very, very similar to the the enormous number of Muslims who were killed. And I still seek people, too, because these people are just really racist. Yeah. yeah. And Palestinians, people who were just killed right after 9-11, because there's just this wave of the U.S., it gets into one of these sort of murder frenzies, um, like one of these sort of racist frenzies, and this kid gets stabbed to death. And yeah, this guy, you know, and I mean, and like, I, I, I think, I think the thing about this case, right, is like th- this is, you know, this is a radicalization in terms, like, in terms of like going from going from literally like this kid is running up to hug him because, yeah, like he had built like a treehouse for the family, yeah, before this, right, like. 
like in and over the course of like seven days, this guy goes from that to like we need to kill all Muslims, we need to like stab them to death, right? Like it's it's horrible. Um, and and this is you know and like this kind of stuff just keeps happening. And you know, like the the only time the only the media literally only covers this stuff like in terms of like oh it's costing a Democrat support, and it's like you guys. Just I don't know the, the the extent to which the media has been utterly and completely complicit in anti-Palestinian racism has been appalling, and you know it's killed people now. Yeah, and there will there yeah. will be no reckoning with this because the U.S. media does this shit all the time, and no one cares. And yeah, yeah by a by a wide margin, the most disturbing thing about this is just. And I think what separates this from the 2001 stuff, because this the, this version of this attack in 2001 would have just been some racist stranger who saw, you know, a Muslim person or just a person he assumed looked like they were Muslim and attacked, but did not have a relationship with them. This guy is super close to this kid, right? This yeah. is like an example of how fairly integrated this community was. And it's the again an example of kind of what we're seeing in most of these other attacks we've talked about except for that nazi is like these people who are a lot more normal and then i'm going to guess if we when we find out more about the dude who stabbed that kid a lot of his drift happened after covid right you know and it's it's a product of this right wing media ecosystem that again exists purely to do this sort of thing but it's also uh, a product of of COVID, right? It's a product of this lockdown that that just fucking shattered so many people. It's the the one other thing I will mention because it is relevant because the trial is starting is another extremely targeted attack with the murder of uh, Brianna uh, Jai. Yeah, yeah. The perpetrators were very familiar. They were they were interested in killing her specifically because Brianna was trans. That yeah, was, I don't. That I don't know if we talked about this on the show at the time. I, I, I don't just, think we did. I, I don't think, I don't we think, did think it had happened. Just, yeah. Yeah. It, no, but with with, so, with with the trial happening, we're st- we, we've gotten text exchanges between the two people who were involved in the killing, um, and it's it's very 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 telling the the the, the way they were talking about uh, Brianna like as this as this like object, um, and very 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 specifically. Like a, a like almost like stalking and gaining familiar with her specifically to kill her out of like fascination. Um, By the way, so so I, for people who don't know what this is, um, Brianna was I think she was fifteen, six, 16. 16, 16 year old trans girl in the UK who was stabbed to death by two other kids, and yeah, yeah so the trial's like happening right now, and it's it's really it really fucking sucks. Um, yeah. Yeah, she was she was killed earlier this year. Um yeah, and yeah, I mean if if you if you if you want to understand what trans folks think about trans people, like those texts are as clean as an example as you're gonna get of, about how like all of the fucking right wing media people and all of the sort of like you know, like all of the most sort of like absolutely like committed transphobes think about trans people and how they talk about us like in in closed like like behind closed doors where they think yeah. people will never see it and this yeah. this is just this is just how they talk about us and this is what happens is people like people fucking murder trans people and yeah yep well that 
Yep. All right. Well, folks, this has been uh, It Could Happen Here, a podcast about terrorism. Goodbye. Do we do we do we want to try to end in any literally any other way? Um, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not. Sh- you know, no, Garrison, we're not. That's the end of the podcast. Goodbye. Okay. It could happen here as a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, CoolZoneMedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.